Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Hi friends, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here, and we've got a super busy week, so I'm going to jump right in. Let's review for a moment where we're coming from. So the new moon in Aries this past weekend on the 11th of April was super potent and intense. You know, this new moon took place at 22 degrees Aries, and that is a hot point in the Zodiac because all last year we were working with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that had occurred in January 2020 at 22 degrees Capricorn. Now in astrology, when a sign is 90 degrees away from another sign, they create a square. So Capricorn and Aries they like to argue a little bit. So when we had all that stuff going on in Capricorn around 22 degrees Aries, whenever any planet went through Aries and hit that 22 degree mark, it was having an argument with those Capricorn planets. So that was a big part of our story in 2020. So think back to October or November of last year, 2020. Now, mind you, this energy was activated all year, but in October and November of 2020, we had some transits that really picked up on this point in the chart. So one was Jupiter and Pluto conjunct at 22 degrees cap, and then we had Mars at 22 degrees Aries squaring Pluto at 22 degrees Capricorn. So in that October, November period, there was a lot of energy around this 22 degree mark. So I want to bring that to your attention because if you felt really energized or triggered or stressed out or anxious this weekend with this new moon, It was a loaded new moon, and it also came with Venus square Pluto. So Venus is an Aries squaring Pluto, playing out that same story that Mars was playing out last summer into the fall. So summer into the fall, we had Mars squaring Pluto three times around this part of the zodiac, around this part of your chart. So wherever 22 degrees Aries is for you and wherever 22 degrees Capricorn is for you, those places in your chart are feeling extra sensitive. It's like when you hurt yourself and then you may have healed, but every time someone comes close to that shoulder that's a little tender, you wince a little bit. And that's kind of what it feels like when we have these big, big transits, these big conjunctions, these big squares that can bring up a lot of trauma and pain and struggle and challenge. And then when other planets come through that same part of the chart, they might be coming through with the best of intentions. You know, we love Venus, but 
she's coming close to that that tender spot and you might wince a little bit. So that could have been what was going on for you this weekend. I know for me, I was super triggered by this. I had so much stuff coming up. One of my favorite things to do with astrology is to look backward. So yes, you tune in every week to know what's going on this week upcoming, but it's really interesting to look back after you lived through it and say, oh, that makes so much sense. So when I looked back at October, November for myself, I saw that that was around the time when I actually decided to let go of the Luminary League. If you've been listening for a while, you might remember that I used to have this program, the Luminary League, and it just didn't have the same momentum that Online Yoga Club does. So I took my new moon and full moon practices, added some restorative yoga to what I was teaching in Luminary League, and offered that as a test to my online yoga club students, and they really dug it. So now I'm doing a new moon and a full moon restorative yoga ritual along with meditation and journaling and talking about the lunations and the astrology and offering that within online yoga club. This was also the time that I launched my other offer, which is the Luminary Experience, which is quarterly readings with me, as well as access to the new moon and full moon restorative yoga ritual. So really interesting that this was the time that I had shifted my offerings. And now I've been doing those offerings for six months. And offering it in that way and working with the moon in that way and It's amazing how you look back and say, wow, that was when I changed things. And it feels like now I've been doing this forever. And whatever you were working on last year, whether it was in January with the Saturn Jupiter conjunction, whether it was throughout the year, whether it was specifically in October or November when we had these acute transits hit that 22 degree mark. Whatever you're working on in 2020, this new moon in Aries was an invitation for you to take a moment and appreciate all of the work you've done, to appreciate how everything you put into place in 2020 is starting to blossom or has blossomed. And it's giving you the opportunity to cast the vision for how will it grow and evolve further. So for me, I have been so excited to blend these two wisdom traditions that are so integral to my practice, yoga and astrology. And I'm going to continue to find ways to do that for my students and my clients. So for you, think on what you're working on or what you were working on how it's shifted, how it's grown, and how you want it to continue to evolve. And you might be choosing this week to say goodbye to something. So when we had that full moon in Aries, I said goodbye to Luminary League, which was something I was really invested in. I was scrolling Instagram today, and I just saw that a lot of people are saying goodbye to a lot of things that they were working on to take some time to grow something different or to focus on something different or to give themselves space to find out what's next. I think we're all feeling this heaviness 
of expectation right now. Like we know there's something next, but we're not quite sure what it is. And remember, we had Mars square Neptune last week. So there is a little bit of uncertainty that is still in the air. A little bit of fog is left over. There's some residue, but we're moving through it. And this week, you might get additional clarity because we have a lot of wonderful transits that are energizing. And we also have some transformative squares with Pluto because he's not done with us just yet. So as I mentioned, Venus squared Pluto on Sunday when we had the new moon and things have been moving really fast. We've got Mars and Gemini going really fast. We had five planets in Aries this weekend, six planets with the moon, I believe. We were going fast, fast, fast. Now, Taurus is here to say, let's slow down, take a breath, chill out, have a cup of coffee, feel the sun on your face, look to see the flowers blooming around you. Frankly, I am really happy to see Taurus season because things have been moving at a pretty fast clip and I've been noticing that Mars and Gemini is making people feel really scattered and making it hard to be on top of everything. And I shared this story on Instagram this weekend about how I knew that buying a new iPhone during Mars in Gemini was going to mean I went back and returned it. But I did it anyway. I bought the super big Pro Max new iPhone. I got pulled in by that big screen and the awesome camera. And of course, I came home and it felt like a brick in my hand. And it literally was hurting my pinky. And I said, I can't do this. And so yesterday I went back and I returned it for the smaller version. And Mars and Gemini, we're doing everything twice. And that's just what it is. So I am looking forward to Taurus season to give us some grounding and to give us some steadiness and some predictability. And sometimes that's just what you need to keep things growing because all this Aries season, we've had a lot of energy. Aries lights the match. Taurus helps us keep the fire going so that you can continue to work on whatever you started during Aries season. So I'm looking forward to that part of the process. So Taurus is going to slow us down this week, but it's going to be a good slowdown because it's going to help you see things more clearly. Venus moves into Taurus on Wednesday, April 14th. She's going to be there until May 8th. And this is a time to luxuriate, to move slower, to enjoy the flowers, to enjoy the fleeting moments of spring. This is a really nice time of the year. So next week, the sun is going to move into Taurus on Monday, but we're not there yet. So we still have lots of Aries energy this week. And trust me, we are going out with a bang this Aries season. There's so much happening this weekend. So the sun still in Aries is going to sextile Mars on Tuesday. He's going to sextile Jupiter on Thursday, and he's going to square Pluto on Friday. So the sun has a busy week. Now, the sun having a sextile with Mars on Tuesday and a sextile with Jupiter on Thursday, 
those are energizing and uplifting and inspiring transits. They help us expand our possibilities, to expand our sense of self. They improve our confidence. They help us take a deep breath, put our shoulders back, and walk forward into the world. So that's really good stuff. The sun squaring Pluto on Friday can bring up some of our control issues. It can bring up some of our power struggles. This can be intense. It can be obsessive. It can be controlling. You might see some secrets revealed this week because the sun is squaring Pluto, illuminating some of those things going on below the surface. We've also got Mercury coming to the party later this weekend. We'll get to that. So you might see some secrets revealed. You might see the truth come out about various things. This is a transit, Sun Square Pluto, where you can feel really empowered or you might feel like someone is exerting their power and control over you. But I want you to lean into the sextiles, the Sun sextile Mars, the Sun sextile Jupiter. We also have Mercury sextiling Jupiter and Mars. So really, we've got Sun, Mars, Jupiter just having a really good party. All of them talking to each other, getting along. They're they're in the corner giving you the pep talk, trying to get your confidence up, really trying to rally you. So I want you to lean into that and let them rally you. Let them help you get your confidence up so you can face whatever this situation is with Pluto. A great way to work with the Pluto energy is to channel that intensity into some focused work. So Pluto is in Capricorn. You know that he's been there a long time. He's still there. We're going to be talking about it a ton next year because we're going to be approaching the Pluto return for the United States. But that is another podcast for another day. You want to use Pluto and Capricorn and put him to work because Capricorn likes to work hard. Pluto loves intensity and focus. So how can you use that Pluto, that sun square Pluto to do some intense focused work? And how can you use him to take back your power, to take back your control? Sometimes the way to do that is actually to do some work around why do you feel you need to control the situation? Why do you feel pushed into a corner? Why do you feel trapped? Sometimes when we work through that stuff with a professional, with a therapist, we can come to some conclusions that help us figure out why the emotion comes up and then we can release it. And so that's something to consider this week. If you're feeling like you're being controlled, like someone is exerting their power over you, that is part of this Pluto story. But what it's triggering in you, going back to what I talked to earlier, like when we have these aspects that hit a certain part of our chart. It's like you have an accident, you hurt your shoulder. And then even though your shoulder doesn't hurt, when someone comes near that shoulder, you might wince. So same thing. When someone exerts that kind of behavior, it's triggering something in you. 
So you want to do the work to figure out what caused that trigger so it doesn't have the same hold over you anymore. So if you're working with a therapist, that's a great thing to talk about this week because when the sun squares Pluto, it gives Pluto some light. It helps us work with it. And we have a lot of Pluto this week because we had sun square Pluto. We already had Venus square Pluto and we're going to have Mercury square Pluto as well on Saturday. So Friday, Saturday, pretty intense days this week. Earlier in the week, even though we're in the midst of that Venus square Pluto, it's a little easier with the Taurus moon. I think Friday, Saturday is going to be a little bit more intense. There's a lot going on on Saturday. So let's get into that. Mars trines Jupiter on Saturday. So along with the sun in that sextile with Mars and Jupiter and Mercury in the sextile with Jupiter and Mars, Mars and Jupiter are trining one another. So a trine is harmonious, just like a sextile, they work together. Trines are even more harmonious in some ways. They're really understanding each other. Mars is in Gemini. Jupiter is in Aquarius. They're both in air signs. They want to talk. They want to get you rallied. They want to really like get your confidence up. It's like when you call your friends before you go on the date and you're like, okay, I'm one block from the restaurant. I'm going to meet him. And she's like, you're going to do great. You look awesome. You you look amazing. You look beautiful. He's going to love you. That kind of thing. The planets are really trying to do that for you this week. At least Mars and Jupiter and the sun and Mercury are. So Mars and Jupiter, they're understanding each other and they're having this really nice conversation. They're both in these creative, innovative, talkative air signs. So this is going to amp up your confidence, which is great. It might amp up your confidence so much that you go over the line into arrogance. That might happen. It is a time when Mars trines Jupiter that we actually are advised to take risks. So risks often reap reward when Mars trines Jupiter. If there's a risk you've been wanting to take, but you're like, I'm not sure if I'm ready, Saturday, this weekend, this week with Mars trying Jupiter, it might be the time to take that risk. This transit really inspires growth in all ways, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, working on yourself in all ways. You're going to have motivation to grow because Jupiter wants us to evolve. Jupiter wants us to not only enjoy the bounty and abundance that life has to offer, but it really wants us to be our best self, to honor our highest self, so we can be a productive part of society. Jupiter is the Roman equivalent of Zeus. So he's the the god of the gods. So he wants us all to play our part. He wants us all to show up and honor our highest self doesn't mean that your ego won't get entangled in all that because again, this is a transit that can really amp up the confidence, but I'm not worried. Pluto's there to keep you in check this week for sure. We do have a lot of planets, the very last degrees of Aries and the last degrees of a sign are when we feel the signs influence most potently You may remember that the attack on the Capitol happened on January 6th. And if you were listening to the podcast then or following me on Instagram, you may recall that I said, this is Mars at 29 degrees, leaving Aries after six months of being here. 
And it was an intense experience of seeing that aggression and seeing that rage of Mars at 29 degrees of Aries. And so that's another hot point, in my opinion, especially for Americans, because of that incident. So this weekend, we're going to have the sun conjunct Mercury at 29 degrees Aries. So keep your ears open. Mercury is the messenger. Mercury is also the trickster. Mercury likes to play games. But when the sun and Mercury come together, it generally means that we have some clarity or some truth that's coming through, especially when it's in Aries, because Aries is a brutally honest sign. And I'm sure you know that because the past few weeks with Mercury and Aries, nobody has a filter and everybody's saying it as it is. You know what Mercury and Aries feels like. So add the illumination of the sun and put it at 29 degrees Aries and really just turn up the volume on that brutal honesty. On Sunday, you really want to keep your ears open. You might get some messages. You might hear something that triggers something in you and you go, ah, that's it. I get it now. There might be a sense of clarity. There might be a sense of just brutal honesty with yourself or with someone else in your life. So this is a weekend to pay attention and listen up and tune in. Really, it's a week that we're all going to be incredibly attentive, bordering on on edge because there's just so much energy. We do have the moon in some nice signs. So we have the moon in Taurus earlier in the week. Then we have the moon going into Gemini on Thursday. That might amp up some of the energy a lot because the moon is going to come in touch with Mars and that's going to be on Saturday when there's so much happening. So let's just take a moment and let me tell you every single aspect that's happening on Saturday. Mars trying Jupiter, which we mentioned, remember that's going to boost your confidence. Those are your girlfriends rallying you before the date. Mercury is going to be in a sextile with Jupiter. Mercury is also going to be in a sextile with Mars. So it's really going to be amplifying that Mars trine Jupiter. And then the moon's going to move into Cancer. And then it'll take a little bit of a dial down. So that's at 3.25 p.m. Eastern time. So early in the day on Saturday, the energy is going to be super duper high. Friday, not to backtrack, but Friday, you're also going to have super high energy with that sun square Pluto and the moon in um, Gemini. Then the moon moves into Cancer and things shift down a little bit. We'll have Mercury square Pluto on Saturday after the moon moves into Cancer. And then on Sunday, we have the sun conjunct Mercury. So a busy, busy, busy weekend, lots happening, lots of energy. Here's the good news. After all of that output of energy that we're going to be experiencing this weekend, on Monday, the sun moves into Taurus and we get to downshift and we get to relax and we get to take a moment, step back, take a deep breath and enjoy the transition of spring enjoy all of the bounty and all of the blessings that we've called in and keep plugging forward in a steady, continuous, consistent, reliable way that's going to get us to where we want to go. Now that we've planted the seeds, cast the vision and 
gotten off the starting blocks with this new moon in Aries last weekend. So I hope that's helpful. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'm on Instagram. I'm actually posting these moon stories or moon scopes every day. I'm really having fun doing that. I'm going to do it for now until it's not fun, I guess. But I hope you come over to my stories and check those out every day. And they just give you a little taste of where the moon is that day and what planets the moon is talking to and how that might feel for you. It's a little bit of a more micro experience, whereas this is a little more of a macro experience for what's going on for the whole week. And as always, if you want to hang out with me, come on over to Online Yoga Club. I love teaching yoga there Monday, Wednesday, Friday night, and then two Sundays a month nearest the new moon and the full moon. I do my new moon or full moon restorative yoga ritual, which I talked about earlier. And last but not least, many of you know that I'm getting married in May and I'm actually completely booked up with readings through April and then May is blocked out for now because... Not sure what to expect with getting married. I've never done it before. You can book in June. So if you want a reading, book for June. If you're interested in joining the Luminary Experience and doing a quarterly reading with me, which is four readings a year, and then having access to the new moon and the full moon restorative yoga rituals, just message me directly and I can talk to you about that program. You can just go onto my site, veronicapretty.com and fill out a contact form or DM me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being here, for listening, and for spending 26 minutes with me. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. And tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.